Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Wood Bros Wrestling. My name is Drew. This is my brother right here beside me, JP. We're trying something out here, and uh, we're hoping that you're going to enjoy yourselves. So, without further ado-do, uh, let's kind of... Oh, jeez, really? I know. Yeah, not good. Not good. I'll never do it again. Moving on. We just encountered one of the most interesting moments that you can on the split-brand era of WWE. It was a really awkward way of saying that we just had a, a draft, which I refuse to call The anything. Superstar Shake-Up 2018. No, see, nobody needs to call it that. It's alliterative. There's other podcasters out there. I completely agree with them. It's ridiculous. It's alliterative, and alliteration is great. No. All right. Uh, now that Raw and SmackDown are both under our belts uh, for the Superstar Shake-Up 2018 rundown. 2018 draft. Uh, what are what are sh- what are your uh, JP? What are your some of well, some of your immediate reactions? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it was the, that was the big question going in. I'm a little disappointed with how they resolved it. It was just kind of a uh, like a Deus Ex Machina or a you know Steffi X Machina. Yeah, I, I actually, to be honest with you, I kind of like that idea because there's something about um, the symmetry and transition that I quite like. Uh, Zayn and Owens were doing this. This, you know, say what you want about it. I really liked it. So they were doing this great angle on SmackDown with Shane. I'd like you off my television, McMahon and Daniel Bryan, and it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. You know, you got to see all four of them stretch their legs in terms of their character work. They were all getting more ring time, except for McMahon, and you know, well, of course, Bryan's ring time is a bit of a surprise, but it was nice. <laughs> it was a nice surprise. But I like the symmetry in that they'll immediately be warring with Kurt Angle over on Raw, and and uh, and Stephanie is going to kind of be in their corner a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting really tired of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus authority figures. I like, I guess so. But I mean, it's 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 neat to see them taking this, I'm, this stand against authority from a heel perspective. I'm still I'm still pissed off that they moved the Miz after teasing that faction. Uh, I would have watched the hell out of a Miz. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Miz faction. Let's say their names. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. No, they're the Miz, they were the Miz I will see what they do with them next, but they've been the Miz for a while um, now and nothing but that. You know, I also kind of like, uh, like got way too excited about the prospect of that as a faction. Like, I, I like unreasonably considering the fact that like they're not going to faction anybody. Not on, the, not on the main two shows. Although, Undisputed Era, that is how you do it right Roderick Strong at TakeOver, that was perfect. I'm not going to say anything else because yes, I don't want to yes, waste yes. time. Yes, yes, yes. As we know, NXT can do no wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kick you in the face one day. But anyway, like, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, it's a great move. Um, uh, I'm going to dive into my first immediate reaction, though, if that's cool. And it's not cool, but you can do it. <sighs> Rude. So SmackDown is now the tag team show, right? I guess. Because they moved, uh, 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 like, I mean, Gallows and Anderson, yeah. Yay, they uh, ruined the one interesting thing about them. Yeah, uh, this could turn around, because it seems like they're they're building SmackDown as a tag team show. New Day, Usos, still both on the blue brand, but they're being joined by the bar. So now you're having all three of those teams on the same roster, along with the Bludgeon Brothers. They are the burr. They they are the burr. It's true. You know, so you have them on the roster now, along with the uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, who are a credible threat for the title because they're monster men with a terrible gimmick. It's exciting, tag team like that's that's stacked. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's just so much tag team stuff going on right now. I'm I'm honestly getting tired of having 
two separate tag team divisions doing nothing really interesting. Well, that's why I kind of think this is a good thing, because it seems to me a bit less about two divisions. Like, I don't get me wrong, I know Breezango, Breezango, whichever, and uh, the Ascension both moved over to Raw, because you can't do Fashion Files without both. But they weren't getting, they, they weren't serious competitors in the SmackDown tag team division. And I mean, the other tag teams on Raw are what? Heath Slater and Rhino? And, and who else? Who else? Unless I'm egregiously missing someone. Well, like, I mean, this is they, but the, the fact is, there's still Raw Tag Team Champions. Whether or not it's a good division, we're still going to have to watch it. Yeah. Like, it's not like yeah. it's going to go away. That's, that's a belt that exists. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's weird that they seem to try to decide to have tag, interesting tag team division on one brand and not the other, when they could easily have two, well, either have two good brands, or, or just have one tag team title. Well, maybe this is just, uh, the beginning of a soft transition. I mean, uh, you can't, like, you, uh, again, unless I am just blatantly missing someone, you can't have two tag team divisions that are so drastically dissuaded. The talent in the tag division on the, on the on the blue brand is just so much higher, and nothing against the guys on Raw. It's just it's the guys on on SmackDown are are incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like Raw got shafted overall here. You, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at the list right now. Cami, uh, Cami, God, that 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 just happened. Okay, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, that's interesting. Beautiful. Drew McIntyre. That's going to be exciting. Except, except I have serious questions about what the hell they were thinking with Dolph Ziggler. I have so many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all why, aren't they? That's the opinion. No, no, I actually have a strong reason as to why this is the best thing to happen to both of them in this possible situation. No. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Oh, no, please. Oh, do you want me to, do you want me to get into it? You no, want me I'd to dive it. on in? Do it. All right. So from the Dolph Ziggler perspective, this is a shot in the arm that his career, des- not his career, his career is amazing, but what his run right now desperately needs is a shot in the arm. And historically, there's there's been use of bringing in big guys as secondaries to smaller main card, like, high card guys, but smaller guys, and then them having almost immediate championship success. It's happened before with Dolph Ziggler. They brought in Big E as his heavy back when he, back when Ziggler was paired with uh, AJ, AJ Lee. You know, you had him with the heavy there. There's Christian and Tomko. You know what I mean? And then they immediately started to see the championship gold, right? So there's history of this. so boring. Oh my god, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, it's an archetype to be sure, but I mean, it's one we haven't seen in long enough. I mean, granted, they've used it on this same guy before, but it's it's an opportunity, I think, to get a a shot in the arm, another heavyweight title run, because I think he's going to be one of the names in the conversation, or not, sorry, uh, universal title. He'll, He'll be in that conversation eventually. And I think not uh, for not for a long time. I'm standing by it. I'm saying eventually. It's not going to happen this um, year. We'll talk more about it later. But Drew McIntyre, from Drew McIntyre perspective, it's a great way to get him exposed onto the main roster as a dominant physical presence, while also leaving the door open to just absolutely just behead Ziggler with that kick. Okay, counter argument. Last time he was in WWE, he was in three man band. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was a super jobber. Yes. Reintroducing him as somebody's lackey? It, the Miz Taraj, That's all I have to say. That's what a lackey is. So that makes 
it, it makes no sense whatsoever to have him be a lackey for to, for Dolph. It Cap- counterpoint. Diesel. Diesel came in to serve as the bodyguard for Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was protected in his role as a cowardly heel. Blah 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 blah. Diesel turned on him, won the belt, uh, ended up having a decent run as champion as both heel and face. Um, you know, like there's did, there's did, a counterpoint. Did he get to fired point. for being the lowest jobber on the totem pole though? At any point, because like Drew McIntyre did. Okay, but what <sighs> I'm not saying I'm not saying Drew Galloway doesn't deserve to be there. What I'm saying is what they've done is in the mainstream audience's eyes, they've just put him back in exactly the same position he was in before. I guess you're right. Like, from a, from an entirely, like, sort of vanilla-washed, sort of just-the-weeklies kind of perspective, then yes, it's like, oh, this Scottish man who was in a rock band with his two friends went off, got friggin' jacked, came back, and now he's working for Dolph Ziggler. That's, that's a lateral move. I get that. I get that. But, oh, NXT... Ah, uh, Drew Galloway on the Indies. I have so much to say. Like he's so talented, and he's got so much to offer now. Well, yeah, but um, you got to remember that's not the audience now. No, we're in, true. We're, we're true. in the minority. People on the people watching, they're listening to us right now, are in the minority. Most WWE fans are going to look at that and say, "Oh, look, the lackey is being a lackey." All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Did you have uh, any other sort of moves that came over? In the, any other uh, oh. general thoughts or musings? I don't know that I do. Uh, Samoa Joe on SmackDown is going to be interesting, although it's weird that there's that they've been setting up the Roman Joe feud, which theoretically is going to be for the Universal Title at Backlash. Which I know they're doing cross-branded pay-per-views, but what? Uh, like I think they've obviously got something planned there, but I feel like it's going to that kind of tells me that Lesnar's going to win at the the Greatest Royal Rumble. Well, or just they'll throw the step on that if. Joe wins the universal title comes to SmackDown and Joe will not win. That's that's kind of what I think. I think I think they're going to use it as the whole like well, look it's Raw versus SmackDown. They're showing one way off or the for, other they're tele- title. But one way or the other they're telegraphing an ending. Right? Well, yeah, but if it's one way or the other, like those are two options and it's got two options. But they're but they're telegraphing <laughs> it when they make the option like the option you're not going to know the answer during the match. You're going to know the answer before the match. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But which I mean is, like we all thought stupid. that about WrestleMania too and then Right, but what I'm saying is, I just think it's weird booking. I think maybe they panicked and needed to move Joe over or something. I don't. I honestly don't know what happened there. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. One thing I am glad about is I'm glad about the split between Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Mm. Mm. That is good news. Shelton Benjamin cut a decent promo on SmackDown this week. I wouldn't call it fantastic. He seemed to stumble a little bit, um, had some... Uh, like clarity problems, which I realize he's been working on. Um, but overall, uh, it was a good like standard, you know, me heal, me go yuck yuck. I don't know what heel has ever said that. Ever. Just real quick, real quick, what do you think of this whole Randy Orton Jeff Hardy thing? You think that's going to be? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That whole just, that whole match was just... like 1998. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The U.S. title looks like it looked in 1998, and then you've got Randy Orton. Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin. And Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Which is just nonsense. It's nonsense. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think this is gonna? This is. Do you think this is the straw that this breaks the camel's back yeah. in terms of uh, an Orton full heel turn? Finally, I, <laughs> if this is what breaks him, that would be great. <laughs> so petty. Um, <laughs> I gotta say. Oh, also, also, nineteen ninety eight. Orton has hair again. 
Yes. That's, that's the other part of it. It's like, oh, what? Like... I actually kind of miss Baldwin. Anyway. And Jeff doesn't look that different. No, no. And I mean, he still looks good in the ring, too. So, like, credit for him. I mean. Oh, I don't know, man. That, that sent him lately, watching him do it, it just. I have a moment of panic every time. He looks like he's so close. To well, I mean, obviously he's not 20 years old again, but I mean, he's still got tons of talent, and it's impressive to see the drive he's still got. Anyway, yeah, um, Big Cass came back. Big Cass uh, eh. is back on TV. Um, I, I've really got nothing else to say about that. You mean here's, Finn Big Show? Here, here's one. What do you, what do you think, and I, I, I think I already know the answer, but what do you think about Baron Corbin going to Raw? I don't care about Baron Corbin. And there you have it, folks. That is how JP feels about Baron Corbin. I don't mind Baron Corbin. Like, he's he's had some really interesting showings. There was a, I think it was a triple threat between he, AJ Styles, and uh, Kevin Owens a while back. And it was just, I, re- I remember it being, like, of course, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles had their, their showdown moment because Corbin was down outside the ring for whatever reason. Um, but I just, I remember him, him having a decent showing in that match, and there was the, the Fatal Five player did... Oh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. This is what I have to deal with, guys. This is, I'm sorry, this I fell fun. asleep. Your boring story about a boring person. Well, at least, I, at least I'm not talking about, um, R-Truth, really. Although, are you excited about his move to SmackDown? No. No? Okay. Uh, what about uh, the NXT call-up on the blue brand? What do you think of... Uh... The, the NXT call-ups to SmackDown. Yeah. Almas and Vega, great choice. No-brainer, right? Like, absolute no-brainer. 20-plus uh, minutes in the Rumble for Almas. Uh, Vega having some of the best character work on television down in NXT that I've seen out of WWE programming in a while. I've heard something along the lines of just not crappy Del Rio. He's very, <laughs> he's very talented, though, Almas. I think he's got, uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, he's, he's incredible. Um, but this next part, we've both got some pretty firm beliefs and feelings about, um, and that is the sanity call-up. And John, do you maybe, uh, JP, do you maybe want to talk about why that is? Oh, uh, well, Nikki Cross. I yeah. mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear. Um, she was one of the coolest parts about sanity, and it, it's a weird message to send. Uh, that you don't want her to come up with the group, and you don't want her to be part of the faction. The same way, the same way they didn't with Carmella, uh, with Enzo and Cass, which, which for her probably better in the long run, but still. Yeah, that ended up paying off really well for her. Yeah, women's champion, SmackDown Live women's champion, Carmella. But I just don't see why you don't Fabulous. bring her up with the group. It, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, I one hundred percent agree. Um, if like. Sanity was this great faction down in NXT. They've they've had amazing, amazing things, and like I get that Nikki Cross can't participate in games or in in, in matches like War Games, where when Sanity was represented, it was Dane Wolf and of course E Young. Um, you know it, it, it. I get that, but she's still part of Sanity. She should still be there when the team gets the call up. Like, unless your plan is to have her go on to the other brand, run roughshod over that women's division, win the belt, and just shut everybody down, then why isn't she with Sanity? It makes well, yeah, it, you know that bugs not me. Happen. No, no, there's no way that's impossible. But it, it bugs me. It bugs me because she's a part of that gimmick, and she should really be there with them. I, I think WWE like has been hesitant to to put male and female factions together. Um, or, or, sorry, to put them in together into one faction. Um, 
But I think there's an appetite for that. Not for intergender violence, but for an appetite for that sort of parallel um, into sort of bringing the the men's division and the women's division uh, together in a a way. I don't understand why you couldn't run with the storyline that says, oh, well, we're going to go after the tag team championships, the world championships, and the women's championship. Yeah, like, I don't, that's the thing. Sanity is going to rule the world or whatever. Like, I don't understand why you don't do that. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Every, like, I don't understand why every faction doesn't have a tag team and a woman. Like, it it, it, it feels like they'd be, compo- like, crucial part. Why doesn't Undisputed Era have a woman yet? They absolutely should. Why don't they? It, 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 and not, not from, like... That's I'm, a good question, I'm not actually. even screaming equality. It's just good television here at this point. Like, Well, it's it's not just that. They're obviously putting a big emphasis on the women's division And now. they should. And they should. And what what better way to highlight that than by putting a woman in the in the most successful faction in the company right now, I'd say. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, but that's that's really all we're going to talk about, about the draft. We don't want to bore you. We know you've probably had tons of content by now to, so to listen to. So much content. But what we are going to do is we're going to run into something we're going to carry on throughout this podcast as we uh, as we move on to more than the first episode. We're going to have a draft. 